Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. At Egros, Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Paul Aspen's here as well. Jake Hassan uh, on Otani Watch, apparently. We're getting all sorts of random updates about... Uh, charter planes and all sorts of stuff so we are yeah, soaking in a it, ton of information if it's jim Bowden, pay no attention have we not learned this over the last decade is this what we're doing tracking what jim Bowden has to say it starts with <laughs> who knows if this is anything related to shohei otani but yeah right which is my favorite part and then it ends with who knows thanks jim. and if he's back to you if he's saying who knows it's really a nothing because you should just throw it away if he doesn't say who knows. Because it's him. And he just throws stuff <laughs> against the wall. God. Yeah, right. What What is he saying? That he's flying? What? What is? Might as well say. There, there is, is a, a charter flight from John Wayne Airport to, uh, which is based in uh, Orange County, all the way okay. to Toronto. Who's going to be on this charter plane? Who knows? That's got to be a rare. <laughs> there is a flight. A <laughs> There's a flight. <laughs> How many yeah. people are taking <laughs> private planes from Anaheim to Toronto, though, on a Friday fair morning? Point. It's a fair okay. point. Okay. So, what's the news? So, what's the news? That there's a meeting? Yeah, he's met. Well, there was already another... one meeting in Florida at their spring training complex. So, is this another Apparently. meeting or signing? Wow. The deadline. Okay. The deadline, they said Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, There's I think. No, they yeah, said this weekend. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Okay. As that famously First is all, the what weekend. What you got to do. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that anyways. Does anybody believe that? We we have no information. We, we have nothing. Nobody. There's no deadline. No, I think but with soon. Otani, like, he's going to decide sooner rather than later. That I do believe. Like, Morosi has said, like, this could be as soon as today. Like, that I do believe. Like, how many days? I have no idea. But I have always operated under the assumption that Otani would make his decision relatively quickly. It's early December, and this checks out. Well, I will say, Morosi did say, according to a source, Otani's decision is imminent. This is an hour ago, possibly as early as today, a little bit more credible. But <laughs> Bowden retweets it. If this is accurate, we'll be Dodgers Blue Jays. TikTok, TikTok. Reminder, the last time Otani signed with the Angels was also on December 8th, back in 2017. So he's not a public oh, guy, right. but maybe he's a nostalgic guy. Routine guy. <laughs> No, this is that's there's no yes. timeline. The timeline is whatever he decides is when he puts pen to paper. Mm-hmm. And and what we've learned throughout this whole process is 
don't tell him what to do. <laughs> just don't do that. Right. Okay. It's, especially Dave Roberts. Shut up. Stop talking. Like all these people. <laughs> Man, there there was like there was a Canadian newscast yesterday going after Jerry Harrison Jr. <laughs> because he was saying he's gonna be a Dodger. Like they were going all in. I'm like, oh Jesus, just stop. This is silly. You're going Buster after is a Dodgers be... broadcaster. <laughs> I'm ready for the Buster article about like how mad he is that Otani is ruining the game because he's doing his intro press conference on an NFL Sunday. Like, I am ready mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. I'll throw the game, Tani. I'm good with wh- whatever will upset Buster. I'm with that. Yes. Whatever team Buster doesn't want him to go to, let's go there. No credential. Banned. For whatever right. team he's on. But we can agree he's not going to be an angel, right? Oh, mm. yes. Correct. Plane's leaving. P. Plane is leaving Orange County. It's 100%. <laughs> it's not 100%. It's 100%. Lock of the century. In blood. He's a routine guy. <laughs> Leaving at 9 The dialysis sharp, for Jake Hassan will be sad. Oh, that, that freaks me out. He's not going back no to the Angels. No. Dialysis? Yeah, man. Kidneys if he's losing his kidneys. Fine. No, kidneys, I'm just lock, all of it. My my entire yeah. internal oh. organ system, no chance, Zippo. Yeah, but what a yeah, I know, right? There is. <laughs> okay, it's a long so flight, by the way. Oh yeah, no, it's a it time is. change. It's a time change. Oh, uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> Yes. How long, how long did you think it was? Anaheim is <laughs> like in the six hours. <laughs> like to know what did Toronto you is in the eastern. <laughs> Like four That's three. Okay. Texans Jets, shall we? All right. Texans, three and a half point favorites here yeah. on the road against uh, Zach Wilson. Is he actually going to? Yes, he is. He's excited. He says he's excited. So let's just forget all these reports ever happened. Fine. But yes, Texans, three and a half point favorites because we like them more than we do Zach Wilson for sure. Total of 33. Wow, that's mighty low. Uh, Joe, what do we do with all of this? Hmm. Yeah, like, I want to take the Texans. I really do. But I don't know that that's the smart thing to do. Because has C.J. Stroud played a tough defense this year? And, you know, that's that's not his fault at all. I mean, you have to be very happy if you're a Texans fan. Like, I think we're all looking at the future of the Texans and what C.J. Stroud can be. What a great move that they made. And, and they dodged the, the Bryce Young bullet and all that um, so he's been awesome. Like he's exceeded everyone's expectations. Even though he was one of the one of the favorites, he was near the top as far as offensive rookie of the year. I mean, for him to run away with it before we even got to the midpoint of the season, it's really just been an awesome deal. Now, he hasn't faced a pass defense like this, and that's the one thing that that holds me back. That. Should he be favored by more than a field goal on the road against a pass defense like this? I know the Jets are a dumpster fire, and Zach Wilson is a mess, and the team doesn't trust him, and he didn't really want to play, and it kind of feels like he's being pressured into playing. (laughs) And Salah comes out and says, yeah, barring injury, he's going to be our starter the rest of the way. They're completely flipping course on where they were early in the season with him. But, I mean, I just hesitate with with the the whole – Stroud on the road, tough matchup, more than a field goal. Uh, 
part of this thing. It's probably going to be a lower scoring game. I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm not going to be betting on it. I'm very tempted uh, by the Texans at, at minus three and a half, but I don't think I'm going to do it because there's a bunch of other games that I do like. I'm looking at a prop here, and I think it's a bit of an overreaction. CJ Stroud's passing prop, 217 and a half. I mean, he's gone over mm-hmm. that 10 times, and I, I get your point about who has he played, but every mm-hmm. time he's been challenged, I think he rises to the occasion, and, you know, he has faced Baltimore. The Jags and Pittsburgh, their defenses were probably playing a lot better back when, you know, in, in end of September, early October, uh, the Saints. So he has a Jacksonville again, so I don't know. I mean, I think he can go over the 217 and a half because if you do think this could be a closer game or that the Jets could even win, maybe they're even playing from behind and he's trying to pass even more. So I think 217 and a half for CJ Stroud is low. That's an extremely short number. Wow, is it that is. low? It is. Yeah. So latest weather conditions I'm seeing right now. Steady light from my buddy Kevin, uh, Kevin Roth. A steady light to moderate rain likely. Winds 15 miles per hour sustained with gusts closer to 30. Wet and breezy, Mm. not an ideal combination, says Kevin. So Mm. the weather conditions lead me to believe that, (laughs) yeah, that would explain the number, number one. Number two, Stroud is running out of options uh, as far as targets. The injury report is a little long. So there is that part too. And then the last part that I would bring up why I can't go over the 217 and a half is I think the best pass defenses are the ones who can get quarterback pressures without blitzing. And you look at pressure rates among all pass defenses in the NFL this season, among those who don't blitz. So like you're sending four or fewer pass rushers. The Jets are third in this department, third best in terms of getting a quarterback pressure without blitzing. Uh, I think the Cowboys are better, and I think the Browns are better, and that is it. The Jets have been really good at this. And so if they can confuse C.J. Stroud with different coverages and still apply pressure without sending extra bodies, I think this is a game where Stroud could very well struggle. They might win. They might cover. I think they will cover, but I will be very, very nervous with that specific prop and with anything involving like team total overs for the Texans. Mm. Jets can win this game. They can, they can win this game. Yeah. I will say that the injury report did improve yesterday though. Noah Brown practiced in full. Will Anderson practice in full Tunsil full. So a lot of those guys that uh, were limited or not practicing key players on Wednesday, they, they were out there on Thursday. So that's a positive sign, but there are, you know, Tank Dell obviously out for the year. Uh, that's going to be a big adjustment, but at least he's got a couple of dudes on the outside that he can trust. But man, I'm now concerned about how the passing leader market is going to look because mm-hmm. tough matchup here. The prop is only 217, and then he's about 100 ahead of Tua, and Tua's got the easiest matchup in the world at home against the Titans secondary on Monday. Tua could take the lead this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, The other thing is, I mean, just living on the East Coast, sometimes weather can change. I mean, 
we're still a little yeah. ways away from kickoff and I've seen things yeah. happen and it turns out to be fake news. So maybe, you know, things could go the Texans way, but if, if the yeah. jets are in this game, like I said, he's going to have to be passing the ball and they are playing the Texans and CJ Stroud are playing much better than they were even the beginning of the season. And ever since he passed for four seventy, like he's been pretty much 300 or more every game you know so i still think 217 is low but i agree i guess we'll i agree see. it's mm-hmm. extremely short um it's been months since he was under that number it was back-to-back games or he was under 200 against a couple of, of tough defenses saints was one of them mm-hmm. so yeah i mean Falcons. even with all of that in the mix matchup and weather mm-hmm. it's still very short mm-hmm Let's move on now to Broncos and Chargers. Uh, L.A. three-point favorites at home, though it is a juiced plus three for Denver per BetMGM. The total here is 44. Uh, that two and a, It was two and a half uh, for the Chargers. Now it's up to three here, though it is juiced. Joe, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I don't really like this game. <laughs> I, I don't have an ink. That'll show up. So, so many games that I am interested in that I do have angles on. This AFC West matchup, this is not one of them. I mean, the Chargers have been an under team uh, throughout the entire season, so maybe that's something you you might want to take a look at. But um, yeah, I mean, the number's been rock solid at three since the look ahead last week. The total hasn't budged too much. Not would it surprise me if if we get a push? No, I could totally see it. <laughs> if this number feels about right, and I'm not going to be betting this game. I think the wrong team's favored. Uh, I'll be on the Broncos what? side here. Really? Yeah, the Broncos I just think. Favored? Yeah, I do. I think the Chargers wow. are an absolute disaster right now, and maybe it's just. I just don't believe in the head coach. I don't think they have an offensive identity and I'm not going to overreact because, you know, the Broncos were rolling. So maybe they're able to clean some things up and get back to their winning ways. So I'll take the points with the Broncos. Did you just break up with the Steelers so that you could get involved with the Broncos? Another team that I need to make the playoffs? Yeah, sure. We could. I'm not going to go number one seed, though. Don't get me wrong. We're not going there again. No, I just think. Yeah. Are, are, is anyone confident backing the Chargers right now? Oh, I'm not. Oh, okay. This isn't the same Broncos team. I don't think that we saw earlier this season. They got things going and had that five game winning streak snapped. I'm just banking on they clean some things up and get back to it. And maybe that was uncharacteristic. So clean up the turnovers. I'll tell you what I do like in this game is Chargers team total over 23 and a half. That I do want to play. You know, it might be the only play I have in this game. But in terms of all the advantages that Justin Herbert can have over this Broncos defense, look, the, the Broncos had that winning streak in large part because of takeaways. And yes, Herbert can make mistakes. And certainly you've got receivers who can drop some passes. All that stuff is fair. But I just believe in Herbert at the end of the day to where when you're talking about quick passing, play action passing, short passing, all that stuff. Herbert has a significant advantage over this Broncos defense in terms of the overall body of work. Maybe they don't cover this number. Maybe it is a higher scoring game. It is being played in LA at SoFi. So, you know, the Broncos fans are going to come for it. 
But mm-hmm. I do think, though, that the Chargers can put up points against this defense. And what happens after that? I mean, how many one-score games are the Chargers going to play in the rest of the year? Maybe all of them. But to go over 23 and a half, I don't think it's a big ask. Yeah, I, it feels like the handicap of this game is how much are you buying into the Broncos? During their run, mm-hmm. we, of course, they lost last week. But during their run, did you – buy in all the way were you saying that it was more luck with the turnovers than anything uh defensively like do you believe they're closer to the team that was dead last in every metric in the first six weeks or are you looking more hey this is the real defense since week set week seven no since week six they're seventh in epa per play on that side of the ball like do you believe in that i think that's where really where the handicap lies sure thing This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, someone is required by law to win the NFC South. We'll tell you which participants can keep pace right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. By Bet MGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's get back to the games and let's get to the NFC South. We've got the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Atlanta's a one and a half point favorite here with a total of 41. Joe, how are you playing, uh, playing this exciting, wonderful, incredible game? Hate, I hate this division. You know how I feel about this. And and the fraudulent Falcons, even though they can't make Ian's fraudulent list, like, yeah, we, we they've won two games against back-to-back games here against the Saints and the Jets. Is anybody buying it? I don't feel like anybody's buying it, and I don't blame anybody uh, for not buying it. You got you got the Bucks last week. All right, we got the Panthers. Easy win. They win by a field goal. It's just typical. NFC South trash. Uh, AJ Terrell, he's been limited. He got a concussion last week. Don't know if he's uh, out of the protocol for the Falcons. Like, yeah, I'm just, it's whatever. I'm not doing anything. This is not even getting on my television. Scott Hansen, don't you dare go to this game. Don't you dare. I'm doing my own quad box. I'm going to search for the one that does not have Atlanta, Tampa Bay out of, on YouTube. But this is going to be in the witching hour. We know that. Oh, God. Uh, Are we sure, though? Are they going to enter the red zone? That's the question. Well, if the total is 41 and it's the most bet on over per bet MGM, then they have to, right? Why are they they betting this? God, we've got real football on. Get this garbage (laughs) out of here. Yeah, I'm not doing anything with this game. Do you guys have any angles? I don't. I'm with you on this one. I guess I hate the Falcons, but I if you <laughs> you know force me to bet this, I would just bet the Falcons on the side here. I never know which version of the Falcons is going to show up. Their defense is playing better. Both these teams stink. I want nothing to do with it. But it's just Falcons are nothing <laughs> for me. Speaking is of Mike Scott, Evans going to have another real. big game. Probably not. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see this being a good teaser leg. I think the Bucks can win this thing outright, but uh, Bucks to plus seven and a half divisional game where the total, you know, yeah, plenty of people are betting the over here. 
So not the best of processes, but I don't think it's a bad teaser leg. I, I could see that being a good case. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's probably a, it'll come down to one of the last possessions of the game. So that's mm-hmm. not terrible. So Scott Hansen's yeah, going to have get, to talk about it. Yeah. You're getting it above seven. Okay. You want the bucks? Fine. I don't have a problem with it, I guess. <laughs> I think both coaches suck. Both quarterbacks pretty much suck. It's like, yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Scott Hansen, uh, the fact that we've got this uh, Monday night football, two, two, two games in one, and the Manning cast is going to go back and forth. Doesn't Scott Hansen yeah. have to be a guest on the Manning cast? Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. No, it makes sense without him. That's rough. There's no way. There's no way you do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to the people. It's our break from Scott Hansen. He can he can show them how to properly do this gig. That's what he's going to do instead of how long know, is his leash? Fire alarms there. and that, that whole thing. Is is it just us or do people hate him? I should say me. I don't know if you guys hate him. Do people dislike oh, him? Hey, uh, well. My circle might be a little different just because when I was at the NFL uh, last season, everybody loves him. Like, he's really good. As a person like, or really broadcaster? He's a really nice person. Yeah. Really yeah. Broadcaster, I, he's starting okay. to get on really my nerves. Bold. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, very nice person. Certainly works very, very hard at his job as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I get sometimes that energy may not be for everybody. And maybe that's where we come from here just because we're real. But I know plenty of people who like him as a broadcaster. Okay. I've, it's it's also a difficult spot. Like you're going to be annoyed by someone, a, anyone after seven hours. I sure. Think. Right. For like 20 years, tw- 30 years. How long has this been <laughs> going on with him? Oh, oh, just turn it on. He'll remind us in five minutes, every five minutes, how <laughs> yeah. the 20 year anniversary. And he's been there for every one. And he's through the alarm bells, like the fire alarms going off. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like leave the studio, Scott. Like he's not interested. Even though everybody wants to. I thought right. he did he's leave the studio, the though. Didn't he? No. No, he what didn't. He, did? he refused Mm-mm. to. No. Said he, he's mm-hmm. not leaving. Maybe an ankle bracelet, for all we know. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they would. just let the broadcast run for a minute. And he went out real quick and came back. No? Did no. I hear that wrong? No. No, he was, oh, he no, was there. He, he was very proud of the fact that he was not leaving. He kept telling everybody. <laughs> Even though nobody watches it up him. to the fire. Maybe I tuned him out. Maybe that's part of the problem. Sometimes I tune yeah. him out. He's had enough. <laughs> there you go. I get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, if you loved Buccaneers Falcons, you will go gaga for Panthers and Saints. New Orleans, five and a half point favorites with a total of 38. And uh, among all of the most bet on unders per bet MGM, this is third. Uh, as far as how the public is looking at games that will not have too many points. So, Joe, what are you going to do here? I do have more interest in this game, actually. I find this one to be more battable. I think there are a couple of angles to take a look at. Now, it'd be nice if we knew who the starting quarterback was for the New Orleans Saints. Like, that would help us a little bit. So, Carr's dealing with the rib, the shoulder. Oh, and by the way, the concussion. He was listed as limited yesterday, and... Olave did not practice. He's dealing with an illness. When you see illness on a Thursday, you would expect him to be back. Uh, Taysom Hill, also not practicing. That Saints injury report is uh, is a whole lot of fun. 
kind of flying under the radar. The Panthers secondary is becoming whole again here. So you got JC Horn. He's been practicing this week. Uh, remember, he went out very early in the season with the hamstring. He was limited. There's safety Von Bell. That was going to be a big addition this year. He's limited. Okay, it looks like the secondary might be in a uh, pretty good position here. And maybe they're going against Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston as an as a heavy favorite, guys. I mean, that's what I keep going back to. We're now at five and a half. It was six and a half yeah. last week. I think it's Panthers or nothing. There's no way with all of these injuries and probably a backup quarterback that I'm laying five and a half to six points with the New Orleans Saints at home. By the way, they have been awful for a couple of years at covering the number at home. Like it's been shocking. Years and years ago, it used to be, oh man, Saints, such a big home field advantage. You got to back the Saints. Prime time, oh, crazy things always happen. It's been a long time since they've covered a game there. Well, the Saints on the season two, nine and one, they're not good ATS. So I'm with you on the no. Panthers. If it is Jameis, he's usually good for a couple interceptions too, which mm-hmm. would make you want to back Carolina even more. I love my guy Jameis, but I'm hoping I can get some props if it is him on interceptions. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I'll be backing the Panthers here on the side, especially the Saints just don't seem to be very good ATS. Neither of these teams are teams I like to back. But since they're playing each other, this number is just too big for the Saints, too hefty for me. Mm-hmm. I I will fade that. I'm backing the Saints here, uh, but I'm also fading the public here. I'll get through this real fast before our next game here. But I strangely like the over 38 for some reason. I think that's in part because even though we do respect the Saints defense, it hasn't been, say, a top five unit. And one thing that they've struggled against is containing slot receivers. So Adam Thielen could have a monster game here. And look, you know, Bryce Young, like as much as we want to criticize him, at some point, I got to believe he's going to have some mediocre games. And he probably could do that in a situation like here. So targeting a slot receiver, I think, will be enough, regardless of if it's Jameis Winston or Derek Carr. You know, they both have their pros and cons here. But I think they can do just enough uh, for the Saints to do their share. Yes, there might be a pick or two from either quarterback. I think that's good. But I think the Saints offense can do just enough to do their share. So I like the over 38. I think that's what I'm going to play here. How about we move on now to the Lions and the Bears? This one uh, perhaps a little more intriguing nationally. Uh, Lions three and a half point favorites on the road with a total of 43 and a half. The public is betting the under on this one in droves. Joe, what do you like here? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Yeah, I wonder if they should do that. I wonder because that, that I believe that was based on a lot of the reporting with the weather early on in the week about how terrible it was going to be. I don't know. Throughout the Midwest, we talked about this with Cleveland a little bit, too, that it's going to be as bad. It doesn't seem like the, the rain is going to be part of it. Still supposed to be cold and windy, uh, what you would expect in December uh, in these parts. But, um, man, I, I got to tell you, as far as sides, it's my favorite side of the week. And Whoa. I have not faltered on this one all week. It, it was my gut reaction. And the more and more I look at it, I love it. I like the Bears plus three and a half. I think they're live to win this game like they were a couple of weeks ago against the Lions. Uh, look, the Bears are great at stopping the run. Lions are going to have to run the ball in this game. If you're going to trust Goff in these conditions to pass, uh, have fun. When when you look at him outdoors, I mean, just look at the indoor-outdoor splits. Like the touchdown rate goes way down. The interception rate goes way up. Everything. The fumble rate on this team goes way up. They're a completely different team when they're playing outdoors and dealing with the elements. And you look at the, the defense for the Lions. Since week seven, they are giving up 28 points per game. 28 points per game. Their defense is 29th in EPA per play, 30th in success rate. They're a bottom defense. I just like the way that this one sets up. Um, I'm getting more than a field goal. You've got Eberflus fighting for his job. You've got Justin Fields trying to prove that he should remain the Bears quarterback moving forward, that they shouldn't be focused with that Carolina pick about getting the next quarterback of the franchise. Bears been getting ready for this game. They're coming off a bye I like the Bears. And, and, you know, the Lions, they got out to that big lead last week. And so, you know, like, oh, they, they demolished them. Maybe people stopped checking on it. Well, you should have kept checking 
over the next three quarters. Because you can make the argument that they were outplayed after that. I don't like the way the Lions are trending. I cannot wait to fade them in the playoffs. Give me the Bears plus three and a half. Are you going to sprinkle the some Lions, on the money line, yeah. Joe? I think I will. I think I will. Okay. Um Thing is, I don't want the Bears to win like usual, but I think there's a very good chance that they will. And, and you know, for pe- for people that are throwing out David Montgomery props, I don't have an issue with that. It, I was on that a couple weeks ago when they played his first game against his former team. That touchdown did hit, but it was it was close. It was at the very end. That was the game winning score on the final drive of uh, the game for the Lions when he did score and that got home. So. That would not surprise me since they're going to want to run the ball anyways if uh, Montgomery has opportunities. But again, that's a tough matchup with this Bears run defense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the Lions did have two rushing touchdowns and average 5.2 yards per carry when they beat them earlier this season. The Lions stuff. Yes, save your money line for the Bears because I think the Lions are going to win by a touchdown, Joe. Let's go Let's up go. against each other in this Let's one. Do I, this. Think, I think, Never I think the Lions are due. <laughs> okay, good. We need good. a show bet? Aiden are we doing a show bet? Let's going, do a show bet. Aiden Hutchinson is going to come to play. This is going to be the difference maker for the Lions. I think this is a good spot for them to bounce back. Overall, they have a better roster. They already beat them once this season. And the Bears' defense, okay, you know, maybe they're playing a little better now, but the Lions should have some confidence with the way they played them already in the run game. I thought they did a pretty good job. So I'll be on the Lions. Stuff. <laughs> gotta finish the stuff. until i'm throwing stuff at the tv no i'm just kidding uh no we'll see we'll see. let's go yeah mm-hmm. i i don't have a play on the side i wish it could be the tiebreaker but i'm just not here uh but i do have one fun prop that uh i think will be interesting dj Moore, yeah. obviously he's yeah. gonna be the target for the bears we know that but what can he contribute as far as receiving yards go I think an alt receiving yard prop plus 80 at plus 110. Mm. I think that's where I want to move this thing to. But does anybody have a strong opinion about maybe moving it even farther? Uh, which alt number? Uh, to more than 80. So doing it more than you know, ladder basically is what I'm looking at. Yeah. What I, I, would, I would alt a prop, but not that one. Okay. So I would go with Fields. Fields rushing. Fields rushing. He, okay. Yeah. It, it's a high number, but, you know, in these what should be sloppy conditions, he always crushes them on the ground. Um, he came back from the injury with the thumb. Went, those first game back against the Lions, and he ran for 104 yards. Remember, there was like 14 design runs in that game, and yeah. it worked. So why would they change that up? And actually last year he did the same thing. He ran all over the lines. So if I'm looking alt number props, that's where I would go. I, I wonder mm-hmm. I don't know how much they're gonna they're gonna pass it. Bear secondary stinks, so hopefully the Lions can expose them there. <laughs> <laughs> Golf. <need> show bad. <laughs> this is my draw daily episode of my bed of GM conditions. coming up next. Can the Cowboys exact revenge in a must-win game for the NFC East against the Eagles? That's right here on the BetQL Network. MGM from BetQL.
The 49ers have some insect repellent, but do the Cowboys have that same thing with Micah Parsons and company? That's what we're going to talk about. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. I don't know what that voice was. Forgive me there. Uh, Eagles-Cowboys, Sunday night. Let's go. <laughs> Cowboys, three and a half. Can't. Can't. <laughs> it's, I need it's therapy. It's not even San Franciscan. Like, it's, I don't know where that came from. Like, People in the Bay Area don't talk that way. Uh, Cowboys, three and a half point favorites here. Total of 52. Joe, what do you like here? Yeah, 52. Man, that is that is uh, way up there. Um, look, it's I want to go Eagles in bounce back. I'm just having a tough time with this matchup, what this Cowboys passing offense has done and what this Eagles passing defense has not done for a very long period of time. I mean, Dak Prescott certainly deserved to be the MVP co-favorite with the run that he's been going on. Uh, I mean, that's it. Like, what are the Eagles going to be able to do against this aerial attack? Is Mike McCarthy in the hospital a good thing or a bad thing? (laughs) I mean, these are all things that need to be considered when when talking about this matchup. Should they just be taking out other organs when they get to the playoffs, (laughs) like just something else they don't just need to have? So he's going to be fine, right? Like he's going to be there on the sideline on Sunday? Is that that what they're saying? That's the plan. Does it matter? (laughs) Does it? It's a fair thing. Things go sideways at night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we talked about it with like Jim Harbaugh. Like, does it matter or not? I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if it does uh, with Mike McCarthy. And I, I think I, they I will would be say fine. this, though. Yeah. People are probably going to overrate that. Like, if for some reason we find out he's not there, I wouldn't be surprised if people overreact to it and say, well, you got to have all hands on deck against the Eagles. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Like, I think it matters, but it's just like backup quarterbacks. It doesn't matter as much as it it really does as what people might perceive. Do you think it could come down to three if he's not? I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down to three. I, I think there's a Just very real chance. Either right. way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think so. See, just the way this has gone and what we just saw, how the Eagles were manhandled against a good team. And how the Cowboys have just been on fire. They have extra rest. And they give up 35 points. It still doesn't matter. They end up winning that game. I I would assume that most people are going to be on the Cowboys. But, like, the, the pass defense for the Eagles is a real concern. I mean, every offense has pretty much been able to do whatever they want. And now we have one of the best passing offenses uh, coming in here with, uh, you know, Lamb and everybody else. So... I want to say Eagles, but I'm having a tough time getting there because it for the Eagles to cover, I'm thinking that they probably have to get to at least 27, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back the Eagles here. I have a hard time thinking that they are going to lose two straight. They were absolutely embarrassed, got caught with their pants down, as people like to say, but I uh, think they I hate it when have that a happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that just makes What's that like, laugh. Jake? Because <laughs> it's dumb. It's a dumb saying. I why love your it. It makes, it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> what was he doing why? with his pants down? Well, let's exactly. not get that far into it. Right. <laughs> 
But, well, yeah, that's Mike what McCarthy's happens like when you have an embarrassing the, uh, surgery table. Gets caught with his pants down. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> we true. see the scars. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I mean, Dak is playing out of his mind. But I think the run game for the Cowboys. Uh, it hasn't been overly impressive. And let's not forget, Dallas did allow some explosive plays by the Seahawks. Maybe some of that continues. But I, I'm not going to sit here and say the Eagles aren't flawed. I just think they can you – know, you're getting the Eagles as dogs here, so I'll just – I'll be on the Eagles side. You know, I, I, I get all of the concerns. I really do. Like, yes, the Cowboys, you know, at times can look absolutely unbeatable uh, against worst competition. Right. Against the Eagles, it was a really close, really exciting game where a couple of plays have they gone the other direction. Cowboys win this game, and then I think we evaluate this contest very differently. It's weird, though, because, like, I think there's some things that we do need to be honest about when it comes to what the Eagles can and cannot do. We've talked about how Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown is a phenomenal connection. But I think what we haven't talked about, and I think Nate Tice brought this up, friend of the show, that Jalen Hurts has not been very good on designed runs. And that mm-hmm. seems strange because you think of the brotherly shove and you think of him being a really mobile quarterback, but on design runs, he really hasn't been all that effective. And while I understand that this Cowboys run defense can be susceptible, especially on first down, I know that's something next gen stats brought up. Cowboys have the third lowest defensive success rate on first down runs. I do wonder if, okay, if the Eagles know this, that Jalen Hurts has not been great on design runs, I wonder if that limits what the Eagles can do offensively just enough to where the Cowboys, because they're playing them a second time, can game plan a little bit better, and it limits whatever wrinkles that Philadelphia may be able to throw out there. So in that respect, I think the rematch favors Dallas a good bit more because I think they have a little bit more flexibility defensively to be able to prepare for an Eagles offense that I feel like just isn't the same as it was last year, Joe. The narratives are set. If the Cowboys win this or lose this game, let's say they lose, it, it's going to be, see, Cowboys are doing the Cowboys thing. They're punching down. They can't beat top teams. Yes. They get whipped by San Francisco. They <laughs> lost twice to the Eagles. That's going to be the narrative the Cowboys lose. Now, if the Eagles lose, whoa, back-to-back losses. Are, we, are they as good as we thought? Maybe they were a little fraudulent. I know it's a tough part of the schedule, but that was really ugly last week. And then they lose to Dallas, you know, going to Seattle. I, I, how much do you really trust them? And, a, and another big spot that's going to be next Monday. Um, it's it's going to be funny. But, like, there is also so there's so much on the line for both sides. Like, if it's yep. the Eagles that win this game, lock up the division. You can't lock up the one seed, but it's going to be really, really close. They're going to put San Francisco in a really bad spot. Now, if if we flip it and the favorite ends up winning, with, on the Dallas side, division's up for grabs. Number one seed's up for grabs between a few teams now. Like, it really changes the conversation so much. So, I mean, this this one has so much riding on it. And the Cowboys have an opportunity to quiet the haters. I mean, they have this really tough stretch 
And I know I've said mm -hmm. it before, but Bill Parcells saying, you got to <laughs> remember December. I mean, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, <laughs> Lions. I mean, if they come out of this with wins, then I think we can say, okay, the Cowboys aren't doing the Cowboys thing again, like you were saying, you know, yeah. um, with this tough stretch. It'll, it'll be interesting because both these teams have had flaws. I mean, also – the Cowboys allowing DK to have 134 yards last week. That because yeah, of Bland. Go. So that the <laughs> the Bland defensive rookie of the year thing is dead. I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, find ways to scheme it up to where AJ Brown's going up against him. Right. Like that's the goal. Yeah. So the Brown overprops. That's uh, even some alt overprops. I I probably like that look, and it's probably why like. 52 sounds about right as far as the total goes, because maybe the Eagles don't run that much except on fourth down with maybe some DeAndre sort of, sort of sprinkled in there. But it's that A.J. Brown connection. Maybe that's how the Eagles kind of keep up in a game like this. It, one question I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, it's turning mm -hmm. into a bit. I understand that. But I can't help but go back to the well. Cowboys team total over 27 and a half. If you don't like this Eagles secondary, and I certainly don't, and you feel like in key spots that Tony Pollard can at least keep the offense on schedule, don't you think they can score at least 28 here? And or don't you think that non-Duran Bland defensive backs for the Cowboys can put Hurts in a bind to where that can give Dak short fields? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I could certainly see that. That makes perfect sense. You look know, what the Eagles gave up last week. And then before that, remember, it was uh, 34 in regulation against Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Washington put 30-plus on this secondary. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I like it. And the Cowboys. Like it. Washington did it twice. Really... <laughs> yeah. The, the Cowboys – do win these division games for the most part. Like sometimes they don't, but for the most part, I think why Dallas has had at least a lot of, you know, coaching stability these last several years mm -hmm. with Jason Garrett. Now Mike McCarthy, who's seemingly always in the hot seat, but he's still winning a bunch of games. I wonder if some of that is just how the Cowboys do in the division. These are games they it's do typically win. It's those playoff contests and them things that they have to win and don't. That's when things fall apart for them it's not games like these man so right now or, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say speaking of falling apart dak hasn't thrown an interception in like a month he really has mm -hmm. cleaned that mm -hmm. up he had that one game where he threw for three but uh perhaps he's due <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> see see most people would take a look at that and say good job dak i see why you're a co-mvp favorite maybe he's turned it around no, do factor from the hawk because it's the Cowboys. <laughs> Caught with your pants down. <laughs> Hawksworth here saying that Jack is due. If, <laughs> if times the Cowboys... Parcells say that in press conferences. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see one. Hey, oh my goodness. Him. He's like, he's minus 140 for an interception. Apparently I'm not the only one who thinks he's due. Plus money yeah. for no interceptions. So if you think he's the MVP, dude, then maybe that's a good mm -hmm. look for you. <laughs> if the Cowboys win, right now they're the sixth favorite for the Super Bowl 10-1. to 1. Like, they're going to be Chiefs and Rams are 7-1. to 1. Why would they not be there or shorter, 
right? Mm-hmm. Could could they be by, right by the Eagles, who are six to one right now? Was the second favorite? They could jump a bunch of teams in Super Bowl odds if they win this game convincingly. Absolutely. Look ahead to that, maybe even more so than this one game. Completely agree. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, another contender for the one seed in the NFC, the 49ers. They're taking on the Seahawks. We'll talk about that and so much more right here on the BetQL Network.